the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Got a cloudy, foggy day at times. More of that this evening, possibly a bit of rain. Down to 36. Cloudy rain off and on most of the day tomorrow. Warming up, though, high of 47. Flyers got their second win in a row last night. Beat Winnipeg 3-1. Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo talked about where he thinks the team stands as they head into the All-Star break this weekend. I've been saying this for a while, that it sounds crazy that we are losing all these games, but I could feel improvement in our game. Certainly by no means are we there yet. You know, obviously we're still missing some key pieces, but I do feel that, uh, that you know, we're building confidence in, in the type of the game that we want to play, you know, as far as the way that we want to support the puck, the way that we want to get on the attack, um, you know, the way that we want to defend quickly, you know, so I, I feel that uh, we're building better habits in that area. I also think that we still have a long way to go. And um, the challenge for us, obviously, is to maintain this stuff once we do get players back. The work ethic is about outstanding. We can't let that drop at all. And then we're going to have to get those guys up to speed to, you know, the work that these guys that have been in the lineup have, have been doing. So, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that there's a lot of progress and I still know that there's a long, long way to go for us. That's Flyers interim uh, head coach Mike Yo. As for the players, Travis Konechny had the, First goal of the game for the team last night, and he talked about what these two straight wins do for the team's confidence. It is cliched, but I think the best teams and the best players, that's what you do. You just, uh, if it goes good, if it goes bad, you're just worried about your next play and just doing your job. And as simple uh, as that may seem, that's what all the good teams and good players do is you just got to go out there and execute and do, your, do what you're supposed to do on the next shift. So I think uh, we've kind of gotten back to basics a little bit uh, to do that. And um, really tightened things up and made things a little more clear as far as uh, certain reads we're trying to make in different situations. But uh, ultimately, yeah, that's uh, you got to have that mindset of whether it goes good, whether it goes bad. The next day is the most important one, and um, yeah, that's that's what we've we've tried to do here lately. So I lied. That was James Van Riemsdyk who had the second goal. Travis Konechny, though did talk about it just like James Van Riemsdyk did. Any any success is is good, and you know as long as we're. You know, we realize the wins are good. We're obviously doing some things right, but we're not satisfied. We we got to keep pushing and keep in, installing, uh, you know, winning habits in, into everyday routines. And you know, and I don't think this group's satisfied with the two wins. We're, we're pleased with uh, the outcomes, but you know, we we all want to do better, and, and we're all uh, competitors. So I just got to keep working. As for the All Star Game, and is this a good time for there to be a break? You've just won two games in a row. Is the momentum going to be a, an issue? Carter Hart, Flyer goalie, talked about that. I mean, I think it'll be good for us to kind of just step away from the game for a little bit, reset, uh, come in fresh. I mean, it kind of allows the guys with injuries right now to uh, a little bit extra time to recover. And I mean, hopefully we'll get them back soon. But no, I think it'll be a good good break for us, and we just got to make sure we come back ready to go for the next game. Flyers goalie Carter Hart. 
they are home next Wednesday, a week from today, against Detroit. And uh, Washington comes to town for this evening against the Sixers. They'll be playing, tipping off at 7 o'clock. And if you missed it yesterday, we gave you the final pre-born, uh, pre-born scoreboard number. 643 ultrasounds came through. And I just want to take a second. There were a few folks I didn't get to thank on this. Leanne in Langhorn, uh, Barbara in Philly, Ida May in Ardmore. It's a cool name, Ida May. Renee in Philly, Jonathan in Phoenixville, Nancy Mount Holly, New Jersey, Ronald in Alden, Pennsylvania, Virginia in Bluebell, and then we also have Sean in Malvern, Joseph in Harleysville, Sergey in Philadelphia, Mary Beth in Topton, Francine in Roslyn, Wanda in Elkins Park, Deborah in Philly, Eric in Croydon, and Christine in Piles Grove, New Jersey. A total team effort. That's just uh, the some of the most recent folks who helped out. All told, 643 ultrasounds. The goal was 450. So, uh, to God be the glory, we blew by that. And these ultrasounds are going to be provided. They're in the Philadelphia area, as Scott Wilder from Preborn told us. What's raised here stays here. So, we're blessing uh, folks in this own tri state area. And I love it because as we wrapped up Sanctity of Human Life Month, uh, you know, this week, it's just a very powerful and effective but gentle way of bringing home the truth. If you allow a woman to see the truth of what's growing inside her body, uh, what a powerful thing. I know the times that my wife and I have had five children, and I know every time it has been a a very tender thing, a very powerful thing to see that little baby growing inside. And that's what preborn's about. They're about much more than that, but that's certainly a very important starting point. The relationship that they have with the ladies goes way beyond just the ultrasound visit. So thank you to everyone who helped out. And got to 643. The all-time record, 774. So we didn't beat that, but we got number two on our all-time list. That's really good. And most importantly, think about 643 pregnant women or girls. Wow. I mean, that's going to cover a lot of ground. Going to get that free ultrasound and the support. And you're, you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is, literally helping uh, promote life. There's a lot of year left to go. And Lord willing, there are many other ways that we can be pro-life. Perhaps you could take a a woman who says, okay, I'm going to keep my baby. Maybe you take her into your home and let her live with you and the baby be born and offer support that way. Not everybody can do that, but maybe that's something you could do to demonstrate another way of being pro-life. And again, not just in January. Uh, We have a short break we're going to take. Looking forward to this hour, Dr. Brian Chappell is going to join us. He is the, with the program that airs just you know a little before this one, three o'clock every day, uh, Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel, and we have never had him on the program before. The the uh, show is relatively new to WFIL, and so we were able to connect, and uh, we're going to make this work. So we're looking forward to him being on the program, a song or two on a mix in, and whatever else we can shoehorn in the hour. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL dot com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for hanging out today. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. KJ52's new one's called Take Me Back. We're looking forward to having him on the famous Friday show a couple of days from now. Talk about his new album. And uh, I think he even has another song that's coming out. He's a pretty prolific guy. He's been doing this thing for many, many years. And it's always a good time to have him on the program. I'm going to see if we can get some copies to give away as well. Speaking of which, go to the contest page if you haven't done that for a while. We like to put a lot of things up there. 
regularly for you to enjoy. Uh, so, for example, uh, in addition to music, we have uh, the new Ministry of the Month is going right now. Somebody Loves You with Raul Reese, which is 10.30 a.m. each weekday and on the weekend some. Every weekday, we're giving away something called 30 Questions That Deserve Answers. It's a booklet. There's also Love Series, 25 Studies by Raul Reese. That's on USB. We're giving that away each week. There's a grand prize as well. There's a $1,000 cash for couples giveaway that just went up in the last day or so and a number of others. So help yourself to that. WFIL.com. Click the contest page and have some fun there. Some of those contests are right on our homepage as well. Uh, one of the contests we have going is for Apologetics's latest CD, Back from the Future. And uh, they're a Christian parody band, and they do great work. They have hundreds of songs from Elvis to Eminem and all the other things in between. And uh, it's kind of like Weird Al Yankovic meets Billy Graham. Each of the song parodies has scripture references, so you can kind of tie it back to the different passages in scripture. And the latest CD is all 80s music. In fact, the last three they've done have been uh, parodies of 80s songs. One of the uh, parodies is by a group called Survivor. And they had, of course, the biggest song probably was Eye of the Tiger. And I guess it was in the Rocky, uh, one of the Rocky movies. And then there's some other songs they did. Uh, uh, I can't, uh, what was the other one? No, I'm going to play one here in a second. But it was, uh, and, uh, The Search is Over was one of them. And at least one other one. It was like a power ballad, that one. They had a song called I Can't Hold Back. And Apologetics changed it to I Can't Go Back. And Jay Jackson, lead singer, talked about that uh, song, and we're going to play the song for you here in a second. Here we go. This is Jay Jackson, lead singer and lyricist from Apologetics. My all-time favorite movie is Jesus of Nazareth, although I do like the show The Chosen a whole lot. But my all-time favorite movie, bar none, is Jesus of Nazareth, and it's a very long movie. But um, my, one of my favorite scenes is the scene where Peter is trying to decide, ah, you know, should I go back to fishing? I told my wife I'd be back. You know, what am I doing here? It's late at night, and his former nemesis, the tax collector Matthew, is saying, he, he hears him and he says, you won't go back. None of us will. None of us will ever be the same. And, you know, it, it's just a, I get, I'm getting chills while I'm saying it because my friend Tim Hart and I, who were, who were um, you know, we fed off each other's energy as new Christians. We're still friends. Um, and uh, we used to watch that. And, we, and we, we've referenced that so many times. It's like, you'll never go back. And it's just by the grace of God. It's, you know, but, but it, it, and that's what this song is about. It's just like, look, it's getting darker out there. But I can't go back. I can't. I, 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 once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. And, you know, I, I put all my eggs in this basket. I've heard that Elvis used to like, you know, he had this, the yin and yang, he had the Bible, the other stuff. He says like, you know, you got to spread the wealth around. It's like all my eggs are in this basket, okay, and, and, and I cannot go back. It's Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics and their lyricist. I can't go back. Parody of I Can't Hold Back by Survivor. WFIL. There's a story on my mind Turn the page to John you'll find Now in chapter six go read Sixty-one through sixty-nine I can see the temple when he talks His appeal demands our faith Preaching how we broke God's laws I've been told about the Christ I've been searching for him to have you 
Then a kind of Simon speaks for you and I. AM560, WFIL.com on the app from their latest CD, Back from the Future, which also features song parodies of music by Tom Petty, Bobby Brown, Bruce Springsteen, ZZ Top, Billy Joel, and a handful of others. That one from Survivor and I Can't Hold Back turned into I Can't Go Back, based on, among other passages, John chapter 6, which you may be familiar with when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, earlier in that chapter. Near the end, beginning at verse 60, it says, On hearing it, many of Jesus' disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware his disciples were grumbling, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's John 6, verses 60 through 69, and what Jay Jackson, the lead singer and lyricist of Apologetics, was referring to in the clip I played before the song. Feel free to enter to win that CD and the grand prize of three 80s theme parody CDs at WFIL.com. That contest wraps up, I believe it's this coming Monday. Quick break. We're looking forward to bring on Dr. Brian Chappell next from the program Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. It's happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Bringing on board now special guest, Dr. Brian Chappell. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Very fine, Tim. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell program is on each weekday on our station at 3 o'clock. And this is the first chance we've had to connect with you. So it's it's wonderful to do so. And 
Uh, before we get into the radio program a little bit, as well as the devotional that came out recently, would you take a moment just to share how God came into your life in the first place? Because obviously without that, the other things don't follow. So, <laughs> Well, certainly true. And and I would tell you, I I had the great privilege of being raised in a in a Christian home. Hmm. I do not remember a time that I didn't think I was a sinner in need of a Savior, and that Jesus was that Savior. So my parents uh, were uh, loved the Lord and taught me to do the same. I I don't remember not believing in Jesus as my Savior. So I, I count it a privilege to be uh, raised knowing the Lord. Wow. And so and then growing up. Uh, as it's turned out, you became a pastor, and then the radio ministry is also part of that. Uh, I guess oftentimes when I talk with pastors, that was the first and main thing, and then the radio ministry grew out of that. Is that what happened for you? Oh, definitely. Sure. So I, I've had kind of a, a modeled career. So I began as a pastor, and, and then I actually uh, led, a, led a school training pastors for about 30 years. And then I went back into the pastorate, and that's where the radio ministry grew. And so uh, through the work of, of Salem and others, why we pretty much uh, went nationwide, and we're in 80 nations these days. And, uh, and then I was asked to, to lead uh, the denomination that my church is a part of. So believe it or not, I'm supposed to be responsible for about 2,000 churches, believe it or not. And, uh, <laughs> wow. that, I, that, but that, that is just, uh, what should I say, that is more than anybody can do. So I depend a lot on the Holy Spirit to do what I never could do. Yeah. Dr. Brian Chappell is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The word grace is all over the place, certainly in the title of the radio program that airs on our station and, as you mentioned, all over the place. Speak to that word, if you would, uh, maybe how you define grace and how you explain it. <laughs> well, I I love being able to do that. And uh, I think of grace as God's providing what we cannot provide for ourselves. And that could be in lots of dimensions. And I try to help people to see no matter where you are in the Bible, if you're looking for grace, God providing for people who cannot provide for themselves, when he gives food to the hungry and rest to the weary and victory to the few, it's not the full message of the gospel, but it's all building toward the gospel, which is ultimately, from the beginning, you are not your Redeemer, but God will provide him. You cannot provide what you need for your eternity, but God will do that. Hmm. And and the, the the great difference, Tim, in my life was it's not the way I began pastoring. I really began pastoring with a straight up and fly right and do better and God love you for that approach until it killed me. Mm. I mean, really, it, I was ready to leave the ministry. I was I didn't know what I was going to do for a living, but I had so been crushed by my own performance mentality that uh, I wouldn't even out of my twenties and I was ready to leave the ministry. And the Lord taught me grace. And uh, the, the beauty of what he taught was uh, I'll, I'll, my quick story. Have you got time oh, for it? All the time you want. I listen. I I had a great privilege. I graduated from seminary, and as a young person, I was asked to take the pastorate of the oldest and the largest church in our region. And uh, man, how do I tell you? I thought I was hot stuff. I mean, look at me. <laughs> yeah. And and I had no idea. Uh, how hard it was going to be. And it wasn't just that I was out of my depth as a young person, but in our part of the country, coal mining was the main industry. And soon after I arrived in this large and historic church, the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, the EPA, changed the standards for coal that could be marketed in the United States. 
And so within just a few months of arrival at that historic church, uh, the mines began to close down one after another after another. And you can just imagine, if there are quite literally thousands of people out of work in the counties surrounding my church, uh, you can just imagine that when jobs and income fall off a cliff, what is going to rise very rapidly in terms of family dynamics in everybody's home. So if, if jobs and income is dropping, what's rising? Abuse, yeah. adultery, addiction, and depression. Absolutely every, everywhere, depression. And I, I thought I knew what to do. You know, I'd been to seminary. I know what to do. And so what I would do is I'd stand in the pulpit, and I would talk to people who were struggling with abuse and alcohol and adultery, and I'd say, I'd say, stop it. That, that my, my great pastoral line was, stop it. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. the Bible says right here not to be drunk on much wine. It says right here, you shall love your wife as Christ loved the church. You may not hit her. And if you're depressed, well, stop being depressed. You know, the, rejoice in the Lord instead. Yeah. I said, stop it so often I couldn't stand me anymore. And what the Lord did was he just he began to show me through the writings of a man I came to love, Sidney Gradanus that if you actually go looking for heroes in the Bible, you're not going to find one except one named Jesus, and everybody else needs him. Hmm. What about David? Was he a hero? Yeah, he beat up Goliath. But don't forget that chapter about Bathsheba uh, and how he murdered her husband to have her. And, and, and right. what about Abraham? There was a man of faith. What did he do? Well, he went to the land he did not know, obeying the call of God. And on the journey, he only gave away his wife twice to other men. Right. And then he, uh, he slept with his wife's maid because he did not believe in the Lord's promise of the, plan, of the family to come. I mean, what, what Sidney did for me was he said, you know what, if you look at the Bible, honestly, um, there's only one hero, and that's Jesus. Everybody else is a mess. But if God could still use people as messed up as those in the Bible, maybe he's still got a plan for you. And I not only saw that begin to change people in my church, it was the message I desperately needed. I mean, I was leaving the ministry. Uh-huh. I, was, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't even out in my 20s, and I believed I was a failure. And what the Lord did with his word was to say, hey, if I can use messes like David and Abraham and so many of the people of the Bible, then there's still a plan for you. And that not only gave hope back to my people, it gave hope back to me. And everything I've done in life, you, you even said it uh, since that time, what I've written, what I've preached, what I've tried to do in broadcasting is say the grace of the Lord is, is not just your hope, it's your strength. And um, if, if you're filled up with the grace of God, uh, the Lord will give you the joy that is your strength. Even in a tough wor- world, in a tough place, he's still there for you. And that's why I talk a lot about grace, not to give people license to give people strength. Well, and uh, folks tuning in, Dr. Brian Chappell is our guest. You can catch the Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell program each weekday afternoon at 3 on WFIL, just an hour before the show that I do is on from 4 to 5. Uh, and I want to commend folks to your website, brianchappell.com, uh, Brian with a Y, C-H-A-P-E-L-L. So one P, two L's, brianchappell.com. There's a Walking in Grace video series there. Uh, very well done, and uh, I watched all five of them. I think there are five or six, and and you, one of them talks. It's called "Messed Up," uh, which is a great <laughs> aspect. Of, right? I, I don't know if you want to share a little piece of that, or I mean, they're all two to three minutes. One of them, is, that one's a little longer, but they're all very well put together. 
Thank you, Tim. And that's done by a wonderful friend of mine, but the very same thing that I went through. I was I was raised in a church background which says, you know, you straighten up, fly right, and God love you for that. And, you know, why do you read the Bible? Uh, why do you pray? Why do you go to church? Well, you know, you you, you got to keep the ogre in the sky off your back, so, you know, keep him happy. Mm. And um, I, I had to learn, listen, you don't read the Bible to to placate the ogre in the sky. It's it's the bread of life. You're not trying to bribe God to be nice to you when you pray. You you're have the ability to go to the king of the universe who's making all things work together for your good. This this is not a burden, this is a privilege. And a young man in central Illinois who'd been raised very much like I had been raised heard that message and he began to produce those little videos you're talking about where we take just some aspect of the Christian life and we say, how can you take this burden and actually make it a blessing? Not perceive things as, as forcing God's hand, but actually receiving from God's hand the blessings of the gospel. And so those, those little videos are just uh, all ways of saying how God is, is working to tell us how gracious he is, because that really is where our strength is, not, not in our staying, <laughs> staying on the good side of the big bad God, it's actually receiving from him the blessings that he intends to give. Yeah. Well, the, and the topics that you, that you, they're, you know, walk closer, place, messed up, works. Each of them is, is addressed in a, you know, you have this little bit of a story, a backstory, and just kind of, uh, what I think is also good about them is that you, you focus on kind of what is and you acknowledge those peripheral things that chip at people's minds, but you don't go too far down any of those roads. It's really about, kind of calmly and just straightforward sharing here's the heart of the matter and uh and so that's why it brings clarity i think each of those pieces if people wanted to watch those uh i, I would again recommend brianchapel.com for that um does it get easier do you find in time then since the, since that changeover is it easier for you to uh that, that grace comes easier to you or do you find that potentially striving or still feeling god is a certain way creeps back in well, I like just the way you said it. I think it creeps back in. I think I think mentally, you know, those who have been trained in the Bible and, and in church settings, they kind of get what grace is supposed to be. I mean, how many times do we say you're saved by grace and not by your works? What is grace? Unconditional affection. We all know the words. We all know the concepts. But we're so human that every human instinct is to say, well, what do I have to do to make God happy, though? I mean, how do I stay on his good side? Yeah. And the, the idea that you have to bribe him with, you know, all the prayer and and Bible reading and being nice to people so he'll be nice instead of saying, no, no, wait a second, he already gave his son for you. He, you, you are already perfect in his sight. God has made perfect forever those who are being sanctified, says the writer of Hebrews. And when we know that, it just changes our perception. But the old thinking is always creeping back in. Well, what do you got to do? How much you got to do to make sure that God will be nice to you? Yeah. And uh, my little example is is often, you know, like people who are trying to pray God to pay him off so he'll, he'll be nice to them. I said, no, 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 wait a second. Remember what the Apostle Paul said there in Romans 8. We don't even know how to pray. So how, how are you going <laughs> yeah, right. to bribe God with what you don't even know? We don't even know how to pray. So what does God do? Well, what happens is this, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groans too deep to utter, and God, who knows the mind of the Spirit, responds in such a way 
that all things work together for good. And I think, you know, I remember watching my mother when she was decorating cakes when I was a kid, and she would get the icing into that big icing syringe, glop in the icing, but the other end of the icing syringe was this decorator tip where these glorious designs could be made by my mom. And I think, you know what happens when I pray? My prayers are like the glop going in to the icing syringe. They're the glop. But the Holy Spirit is the designer tip. And what God is saying is, when I pray, even when I don't know how to pray, my messed up prayers, what is God doing? By the work of the Holy Spirit, he's creating beautiful designs for my life, and all things are working together for good. That's better than a pony or a new bicycle for Christmas. <laughs> all things working together for good. And, and what that means is when I pray, I'm not bribing God. I'm receiving from God the blessings. And, and far from trying to, you know, do this awful thing, I'm going to have to take time to pray, you know. You're saying, no, 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 you are, you are praying to the God who loves you and is going to provide for you. I remember those famous words of Charles Spurgeon, the, the, the great preacher. He upset his people one day. He said, you know, he said, I hardly ever pray more than five minutes. And then he said, or go five minutes without praying. Uh, <laughs> and I great. loved it because it's, it's like, it's just this conversation with the God who loves you. If you perceive it that way, you're shooting up those arrow prayers all the time. Yeah. You know, in the in the conversation with the boss and in the difficulty with your mom, whatever it is, you're saying, "Lord, help me. Lord, walk with me," and believing the Holy Spirit is interceding for you and making it better than you can pray. Yeah, folks, tuning in, Dr. Brian Chappell's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. You can find out more about the ministry, brianchappell.com. It's Brian with a Y, and then the last name, C-H-A-P-E-L-L. So one P, two L's, brianchappell.com. You know, and the program itself, Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, is on our station each weekday at 3. Uh, the Walking in Grace video series, I think the, the last one that had works, kind of talked about that that uh, horse head tie rack for your dad. Yeah. Right, because yes. the point of that really was that God takes our works and then uses them for his purposes uh, and his glory and our good. And not Like the works aren't good because they're good necessarily on their own, but what God does with them. And he'll take – I'll take it from here kind of a thing, right? <laughs> well, yes, exactly. You know, we, we think that, that God is going to love us because of our works being so good. But that's that little example you gave of that rotten horsehead tie rack I gave my dad. And he received it and loved it. And I had to say, you know, I first gave it to my dad. I, I thought that was a work of art. I thought it was ready for a museum somewhere. But I got just a little bit older, and I and I had to say, oh, Dad, please get rid of that thing. <laughs> right. but, but, but he treasured it, not because it was good, but because he was good. Yeah. And God treasures our works, not, not because they are good enough for him, but because he is so good, he treasures to receive our works. And as you said, he, he says, I'll take it from here. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> right. I'll make it what it ought to be. Yeah. And, and so we present our hearts and our lives to him with gratitude and thanksgiving and love, not because we're buying his affection, because he loves us so much. You know, Dr. Chapel, there's a uh, pastor in our church from years ago. I, I never forgot what he said in this one sermon on, on this topic of, uh, you know, the relationship of the dynamic between us and God and grace and works. And he, he said, when God invites us to dinner, we at least want to bring the rolls, was how he phrased it, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, which I never forgot just because of that, that little, again, that nudge, even though you know God God's, uh, loves you and it's by grace you're saved. 
partly because there is a, com- a component that, you know, faith that works is dead and, and you want fruit to be showing in your life, which is probably why even in the very beginning when you were starting to get burned out, you still wanted to kind of focus it and narrow it on here's what we want to be doing. But without the rest of the picture, it could probably, as you said, burn you out very quickly. And that's not how sure, it's intended so much to be. His motive, right? Yeah. yeah. Are you doing it to get God's affection or because he loves you? Because if you're doing it to get him to love you, you're never going to do enough. Yeah. But if you say, he has loved me infinitely, then what I want to do is I want to love him back, right? It's what the Apostle Paul said. The love of God compels us. He's loved me so much, I want to live for him, serve him, respond to him in love. But it all, But listen, if you're trying to buy it, you're going to wear out. If you're trying to respond to it, you're going to be built up. Amen. Amen. I tell that to our kids all the time. Like when I'm praying for them, I'll say, you know, I pray that they would know the, lo- the lo- uh, Lord's love for them so that they can live out of it. I'd much rather come that that path rather than just go out and try to live for the Lord, you know, kind of because you know you want to or are supposed to. If the motivator, if you really understand more and more about how much God loves you, that's going to free you to live for him, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a much more generous and authentic way than trying to construct some kind of a Christian life by the, you know, all oh, that. So I love I love the way you said it, Tim. And and that's what that little devotional that you were talking about, Daily yeah. Grace, yep. does. You know, there's a devotion for every day. It's a little dose of grace. I kind of say, you give me you give me two minutes, I'll give you a dose of grace that'll give you strength for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, just a verse, a few thoughts about what has God done despite you, <laughs> despite who you are, what you could, what has He done to show you His grace. And then a little prayer to say, okay, Lord, now help me through the rest of this day. And if you can, it's just a way of God's people being strengthened by the joy that comes from knowing his provision for you. God's providing for those who cannot provide for themselves. And that's the grace that makes us strong and able and even willing to give our lives to him in, in the hard days. So here's 365 days of grace and just a little devotional called Daily Grace that's available to people to to give them hope and strength for every day. We enjoy giving that away on the air. And curiously speaking, when it, when I open it up, it what's interesting is it's not January one, January two. Like you have to read this one on this day, right? It's mm-hmm. it's interesting style, and I've I've seen that pop up a little bit. Is there any thought? I mean, I'm sure there is thought to the ability to have something for every day, but you can pick it up in April and it's not outdated. Oh, I'm too far behind. I got to go back to the beginning of January to get the whole gist of it or something, right? You could pick it up. And you, start just said, you just said the reason people okay. get, you know, we all start out with the good resolve January one. I'll do. And then, you know, we get behind and Oh, I'm so far behind. They give, well, just pick it up right where you were. So it's, it's meant to be an encouragement, not a discouragement yeah. to get your daily dose of grace. But you know, there's something there for every day of the year. If you go through that way, or you can pick it up at any point couple last things for you, if you have a moment. One, just in general, all those years you were a pastor, uh, we have a pastor's breakfast coming up not long from now. Uh, any thought or you know, things, something you learned over the years, it could be any aspect of being a pastor that you, you might offer to people or just to people in your own neighborhood, your own network. I'm sure you've done this yeah. many times. Well, Tim, as I said, I'm respon- believe it or not, I'm responsible, supposedly, for about 5,000 pastors in, in my circles right now. Yeah. But here's what I know, what COVID has done to us. For the first time in most people's memory, no matter what decision you make as a pastor about the related issues, do we wear masks, do we not wear masks? Do we have the nursery, do we not have the nursery? Do we have a distance in the service, do we not? Do we, all the things, no matter what decision you make, somebody's mad at you. Hmm. And what that has done is it's forced pastors 
to consider leaving the ministry in larger numbers than ever before. Hmm. Young pastors say, I'm not going to put my family through this for the next 40 years. And older pastors say, I've done this for 40 years. I'm not going to take this kind of grief. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to keep going. And so we're losing both ends of the spectrum. Hmm. And what we have to listen, I'm just going to speak to your listeners. If there's ever been a time to encourage your pastor to say, listen, this might not be my personal preference, what we do or don't do. But here is somebody who's trying to serve me and my family. It's a time to encourage. Give some grace. (laughs) Give some grace. It is the time to give some grace because uh, it, pastors are really taking it on the chin, and it's the time to say, my pastor needs encouragement. He's doing everything he can to try to keep this church going, to keep our family served. And listen, we're going to have some disagreements, but this is somebody who loves the Lord. I need to love this person right now. Amen. That's a great word, a great word. And as we wrap up our time together, folks tuning in, Dr. Brian Chappell, our guest, the program Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, weekdays at 3 on WFIL. If you go to the website, brianchapel.com, Brian with a Y, and then C-H-A-P-E-L-L, one P, two L's, brianchapel.com, you can find out that video series I mentioned. And also, you'll notice, usually when you hear faith, family, and fun, you have, your fun is fishing, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what kind I, of fishing I do you like it. to do? Well, I, I, I do bass fishing mostly, but I'll do any kind of fishing. Okay. So. <laughs> so I do, but, yes, that's, that's my pastime. I let my, let my worries go, and, uh, and, 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 by the way, I let the fish go, too. Damn. I don't keep them. Okay. But, <laughs> so that's, no, that's... It's, it's just a way of uh, enjoying the Lord's creation. Yeah. Do you, do you read stories about Peter and the other fishermen disciples a little differently because you have that appreciation of the craft? <laughs> well, actually, I do. I enjoy preaching on the fishing passages of Scripture. Yes. I've actually done that. Yeah, yeah, I bet. That's great. Last question for you. How can people pray for you? Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I, I say, Tim, you know, I I teach people to discern the grace in all of Scripture. But when I get under pressure, when I get tired, you know what? Sometimes I walk down from the pulpit and I say, what did I just do? I just spent the last 30, 35 minutes telling people to shape up and fly right. Hmm. I forgot to mention the grace of God. So pray pray that what I actually believe deep down is what the Lord will keep um, fountaining from me. The Apostle Paul prayed at the end of his life, Lord, I'll count everything for naught unless I can fulfill the task to which you have called me, the task of proclaiming the gospel of grace. That's what I hope I can do, and I ask people to pray. Can I keep proclaiming the gospel of grace? Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking time with us today, and uh, please greet your family for us. And uh, I know you have one of the fun stories on that video series involves how you met your wife. So I, again, encourage people to—she must be a very special woman. uh, How many years have you been married? You've been married how long? Forty-five. Wow. That's great. (laughs) You should get a plaque or a medal or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's 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 uh, apart from my salvation, the great blessing of my life is my wife. So, can I ask a PS question? Just any sure. any anything on on marriage? Just any wisdom that you've learned forty five years or something? <laughs> well, I I don't know what better to say other than what the scriptures say: Lo- love your wife as Christ loved the church, not because she's perfect. She's an heir together with you of the grace of life. So treat somebody with respect who's an heir together with you of the grace of life. And even as you love and respect, I, I, you, you've read some of my story. Had I, so My parents, while believers, had 
difficult issues. My wife taught me to love. My wife taught me to be tender. Had she not been in my life, I, I cannot imagine the person I would have been. I would have known everything true and been such a harsh, hard person. And my wife taught me tenderness. So I'm very thankful and respect what the Lord did through her in my life. Amen. Amen. Dr. Chapel, it's great to make your acquaintance. Thank you so much for taking time with us, and we'll be praying for you as you, as you asked there, too. Thank you so much, Tim. Good to talk to you today. Thank you. You too. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Brian Chapel from the Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel program, which airs weekdays at 3 on WFIL. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. I know you're going to see me through it. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, that's the new one from Brandon Heath. It's called See Me Through It. He has a new album coming out in April, and we're looking to have him on the program in just a couple of weeks. Uh, just a thought, by the way, as we come down the home stretch of the show today, you do realize today is February 2nd, 2022, a.k.a. 2222 doesn't happen that often, right? Every 11 years, whatever. Now, if you missed thinking about it at 2.22 p.m. earlier today, tonight, even better, using military time, right? 10.22 p.m. and 22 seconds, that'll be 22, 22, 22 on 2.22. 10 twos! How about that? If we're still here on February 22nd, that would be 11 twos. 22, 22, 22 on 2, 22, 22. See that? Never mind. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Alistair Bag, Truth for Life, coming up next. And uh, Dr. Michael Youssef, leading the way, follows that. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.